Buckle up. Today we're talking about driving on one-way ticket to Spain. So let's talk about driving in Spain. Uh, Cars, licenses, insurance, um, all that jazz. So just to make the basic things a little bit clear, I guess, um, in Spain, everyone drives on the right side of the road. Uh, They use uh, kilometers to gauge the velocity, not miles per hour. Um, In general, to get a license, you need to be 18 years old. I believe you can be 16 for a moto that's less than 125 cc's. So, yeah. So that's basically the basic stuff. Um, well, if you are from the EU, uh, before the UK counted now, I don't believe it's the same case, but your licenses are valid in Spain. Uh, if you're a resident uh, in Spain, you will have to... Uh, change it eventually. I think you have up to two years if you're within the EU. Um, But for anyone on a visit for vacation or holiday or something like that, the international license that you can usually get from your home country is valid um, for up to six months, actually. So if you become a resident and you are using this international license to drive, you can do that for up to six months. After that, you will definitely be fined. There's not, you know, you're pulled over and they re- catch you, you know, and they, they have stops all the time. So you will definitely be fined. Um, so, yeah. So if you're just on a holiday vacation in Spain, you can rent a car, use your international license for no problem. You will have to be 21 to rent a car here. Um you also have to have an international insurance that covers you uh, renting a car and driving abroad from your home country. So keep that in mind. I mean, if it's necessary to drive, if you can't get around where you're going with train or plane or boat, um, then you have to have those things. And I, and I got to admit, sometimes it's really nice to have a car, especially in places that are less populated with, you know, back roads. It, can take you to really cool places like in Galicia and in Asturias and that whole area up there, um, as well as in País Vasco. It's really nice just to get off the beaten track. So cars are really advantageous for that. Um, let's talk about the speed limits. There's um, generally on the dual carriageways, the motorways, the speed limit's 120 kilometers an hour, highways or freeways as, as most Americans would see them. And the other busier roads, I guess you could call them, um, it's about 90 kilometers an hour. Once you get into populated and built up areas like cities and stuff like that, it's 30 kilometers per hour. So there are a ton of speed cameras everywhere. So keeping that in mind, you it's very common to just be driving along and then, you know, in a week or two, you're going to get a ticket in the mail. So Keep in mind, it's not like you're going to see, you know, 
uh, Roscoe P. Coltrane sitting on the side of the road and, and he's going to chase after you. It's it's much more efficient than that nowadays and, and that very infrequently happens, to be honest with you. Um, another thing to consider when you are driving, um, especially if you're going long distances and stuff like that, um, there is plenty of toll roads. Um, those are usually like the, the nicer you know, motorways and dual carriageways that'll usually get there faster. Um, but they can be higher tolls, you know, so, uh, you know, sometimes you can take a 30 minute section or a 40 minute section, pay eight euros. So it's not, you know, it's not something you can just completely forget about as you're traveling. It's cost you want to take into it in, into consideration as well as fuel. So, I mean, you're looking, um, at fuel, that's that's a fairly high cost if you compare it to some place like the U.S., especially since uh, fuel is sold by the liter. So although it may look like oh it's only you know 130 a liter or something like that, uh, four liters, which is around a gallon, I guess you could say, is is about six euros. So that's what seven dollars at the moment, I believe. Um, so keep those things in mind when you are traveling by car here and, and kind of cost it in or allocate for that. Um, another thing is if you are pulled over, um, there's a lot of times, you know, for whatever it may be, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily speeding the traffic fines, you will pay them on the spot. So if that's the case, if you can, you want to pay it on the spot immediately because as time passes, it goes up, um, as well as if you can't pay it on the spot, but you get the letter and it's this amount of money, but in 30 days, uh, or 21 days, it will be a different amount. So you want to pay it as soon as possible and just get rid of all that stuff, you know, because it's also sometimes it'll add points or or takeaway points actually from your license. So, you know, all those things are, are, are important to know. And some of the infractions um, can be higher than you know. I, I mean, there's some crazy ones like um, playing music, um, too loud near a hospital or, you know, in an area where maybe people are sleeping, you know, some of these vines can get up to be like a couple thousand euros, uh, two points off your license. So these things are, I mean, there's a lot of rules. So you just want to be, um, aware and make sure you're kind of, uh, doing everything properly when you travel seatbelt all the time, obviously, um, hands-free, uh, telephone if, if you need to speak by phone um, and just the typical you know behavior only passing on the left hand side uh, watching speed limits all those kind of things when you're traveling around Spain another thing that you have to have uh, when you are traveling and driving in Spain is in the car you have to have um, the reflective triangles and reflective vests to put on if if you are you know pulled over the side of the road you have to have at least two of each of those um you also have to have bulbs and fuses in your car and the tools to change them so those are requirements i mean you don't have to have a first aid kit you know they recommend it but um those are the requirements you'll see a lot of people here do have like a like rack or one of the type of road service um covers uh, that that will just come fix your car if you get stranded or whatever um it's pretty common here because of the rules being so stringent so keep that in mind as well before you 
uh, rent or buy or whatever you think you're going to do in in in, uh, in Spain. Like I said, there are some other crazy ones we want to keep in mind. Um, you will be fined if you are caught driving with your hand or arm outside of the vehicle. I know a lot of people like to do that gangsta lean outside the window. They will definitely fine you for that. Um, driving without a shirt on, being barefoot, flip-flops, um, any lack of proper clothing or footwear uh, they think will, you know, could affect your driving skills, so they will fine you for that. Um, so another thing is generally um, you can't park on the beach anywhere. So if you f see a place where you think you can pull in, um, I would just not, you know, just find someplace else because the fines can be up to like six grand for parking on the sand. You know, a lot of the beaches are protected. Uh, so yeah, just definitely avoid that. You can't eat food while you're driving. Um, obviously can't even touch up your makeup or any of that kind of stuff at a red light. Um, like I said before, um, the, the noise is an issue. So you're only supposed to use the horn for an emergency or letting someone know that you're overtaking things like that not just traffic and and all that kind of stuff um what other ones are, might there be that are a little um you can't listen to the radio um while you're filling up your car with with petro uh as you will be fined for that they should be able to see both of your hands on the steering wheel uh if, if they can see as you drive by um what else uh, yeah, I mean, they, they basically don't want you taking your eyes off the road. They don't want you taking your hands off the wheel or focusing on anything that is not, um, you know, the driving in the vehicle, which is understandable. Um, but I would just say, I think it's a little more strict than most places in terms of, you know, the cops are actually watching and will pull people over for that. That being said, um, I have driven in a lot of cities and countries in the world, um, and I think uh, people are a little bit aggressive here. Not super aggressive, but drivers have a, you know, a certain amount of aggression, road rage, and, um, and just general cutting people off. It's worse uh, because you got to take into consideration all the extra motos. I think, Spain, I think Spain has more motos than anyone else in Europe. So not necessarily because of the motos but being on a moto can actually be a little bit dangerous i've been hit uh by a car so it's yeah it's not fun put it that way so cars are not always watching and and motos are you know whipping in and out of traffic as well usually so it gets a little bit you know questionable the the level of safety at that so keep that in mind um mostly in the cities is where you'll kind of see that kind of stuff on highways and like dual carriageways the motos the, the are usually smaller cc's and they're not on there um but the motorcycles that are bigger you will find on there but it's not much as much of an issue on those it's mostly in cities when i think things are a little bit more um crazy and you have less experienced drivers and and you know just general silly accidents that could be avoided um another thing to think about here is do not drink and drive under any circumstances the blood alcohol limit is really really low um i think you could drink a beer or two and get a dui 
and that is not even an exaggeration. So it's much easier just to take a cab or walk or whatever if you're going to be drinking um, and go pick up the moto or the car the, the following day because it's definitely not worth it here because they're looking for it. It's a, There's tons of stops all over, um, especially in cities, and they're definitely – it's a big source of revenue. So, um, And I would say more often than not, they are catching people that are on vacation and don't really know how strict it is thinking they can drink a beer or two and be done but you know they will be um they'll have to leave the car um they'll have their license taken all that all the kind of good stuff that happens so keep that in mind um i think the most complicated thing here that a lot of people don't think about is if you are driving here and you want to drive here for example and you need to get a license if you're a resident so if you've been here um for six months with your let's say your american international license if you get caught they will fine you um and you will be actually have a harder time getting your actual license after that um but to do it correctly you um have to go to a recognized driving school um you will have to pay for classes in theory and classes in practical so most driving schools um you know they have a whole book you have to follow you pay for it you have you know so many classes of theory and if you need to take more sometimes they let you sometimes you have to pay for them and they usually require you even if you have 20 years of driving experience to take at least two practical classes and then they can evaluate whether they think you need to take more and if they think you need to take more you have to take more it's up to them and they're the ones that will uh, do the paperwork for you getting a license so it's basically kind of a racket you know you have to pay for these private schools um, to take your classes and you cannot go take the exams until they say you're ready and you have to pay for as many um, classes as they think you need. So it's kind of fucked up and you get really annoyed by it. But there's really no other options. It's just the way it goes. So the theory test is 30 questions that you have to answer in 30 minutes with a maximum of three wrong. So, um, yeah, you gotta you got to score pretty high. Uh, I guess for some people getting three wrong is unacceptable. But for a lot of people, three wrong is not that many um but that's how much you how many questions and the time you have to do the practical or the theory exam and then you'll also do a practical exam after you have been uh approved from the theory exam you will have to have a medical examination from a doctor which is another not your doctor there's little like clinics that you go and you they just do that you pay them 50 bucks uh, 60 bucks, whatever it is, and they do your medical examination, and it's basically a medical examination to say that you can drive. So they check your eyes, and they, that's basically they check a couple things. That's it. But it also is another friggin' racket, if you ask me. Um, so after you do all that, then you will uh, be able to drive and get insurance and all that kind of stuff. So I would say to do the classes and get your license, it generally probably takes three to six months it could take some people a lot longer depending on the time they have for the classes and the people a little bit of it has to do with when you complete things according to the curriculum of the driving school but as well as the appointments that they can get 
um, at the well the, the version of the um, DMV here um, so they seem like the only ones who can get the appointments it's not that that way I know because I know of people who've done it without this but it's very difficult and very time-consuming and you know it's at the end of the day most people just want to get it done so they'd rather pay and, and, and that that and just do it so it probably nowadays cost about a thousand dollars from beginning to end thousand euros uh getting your tests done your your practical um driving practice the medical exam it used to be a lot more and at first honestly in the bigger cities where there's tons of trains and buses and everything i couldn't understand why people would even want to get their license they're going to spend three or four thousand euros on it i was like it's kind of ridiculous you don't you know um but yeah, it's gone down a little bit, so it, it, there's a lot more competition in schools. So now I'd say it probably will cost you about a thousand euros. You might be able to get it for a little bit less if you look around, and if you're in a smaller city, you may get it for less, and it may be expedited the time frame as well. Um, but yeah, so that's basically the gist of driving here. Um, apart from that, you know, you, the insurance is a whole other thing. Depends on the type of vehicle you have. But generally cars are, as most European cars, smaller. There's not giant trucks and SUVs like you see in the U.S. and a lot of other countries. Um, you see a lot of smart cars, miniature cars, um, electric cars, hybrids. Um, so depending on what you're looking for, that will definitely affect your insurance as well as your age and your time driving. You get... I don't want to say it's like a learner's permit, but basically, yeah, you get a license and you have a sticker that you put in the back of the car that's like a learner's, like, basically, let's just call it kids on board sign kind of thing. Um, and I believe it's for one year exactly, and, and that's it. So um, that's basically how it works. And it doesn't matter your age at that point because you have to be 18 to go through the whole process. It doesn't matter if you're 19 or 20 or if you're 45 you will still go through the same process. It's just the way they do it here. Like I said, I think it's a little bit, you know, it's, it's questionable. I mean, you got to pay a lot of money and you just have to decide whether it's really worth it or not, but it's not easy. Um, and depending on where you come from, you may be able to skip that because they'll validate your license. I believe like in like Peru, Colombia, um, I know they did before the UK. I'm not sure what the situation is now. I'm pretty sure they do not. Um, but a lot of these countries, they will validate your license, so you won't have to go through that whole process. You'll have to go through a different process of getting it changed over, um, but it's still going to be easier and cheaper. So, And that's basically it. So driving in Spain, you know, that's it. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, talk next time. Ciao. Hasta luego. Just a disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. It could be full of completely true factual information or bullshit with a little bit of opinion thrown in. So take everything with a grain of salt. Do your own research and speak to the proper licensed people when needed. Mm-hmm.